Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, hey, if you are listening to this in real time, we are coming to the very end of our Rapid Reaction series that we've been putting on in between seasons until we start season 10 of the podcast in just a couple of weeks. Now, as a reminder, these episodes are ones where we listen together to an audio article from the Firetime magazine, and then I hit record and I give you my immediate rapid reaction to it. And this has been a really, really cool way for us to continue content coming out every week, but not have the monstrous burden of scheduling 52 interviews a year. We're able to push our interviews into our two seasons that we run in the fall and in the spring, and then have rapid reactions in between. And I hope that you guys have been enjoying these as much as I have. Well, hey, before we get to our article, there are two things I want to make you aware of. The first thing is that at the upcoming HPB Expo in Louisville on Saturday night, March 11th, we are hosting a Firetime edX event, and this is going to go from about 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We rented out a theater in downtown Louisville called the Bomb Hard, and we're going to do a night of TED Talks. And for me personally, I actually just got away to the Oregon coast overnight for a little writing retreat to put together my specific TED Talk, and I'm really, really excited to deliver this. And our other speakers, Grant Falco and Brandy Biswell, have some incredible messages that they've prepared as well. And if you want to go to this event, it's totally free, but the theater only has so much capacity. So we would ask you to register ahead of time. And you can do that by going to itsfiretime.com slash edx. The second thing is that at the trade show this year, the Firetime Network team is putting on a QR code scavenger hunt. And we basically set up a number of challenges throughout the expo that if you can go to this event, talk to this person, be there at this time for this thing, you might get a QR code to scan. And basically, as you scan these QR codes, you're going to have points assigned to your profile. And at our edX event on Saturday night, we are going to be giving away three prizes. And seriously, the first prize is incredible. It's 500 bucks cash, a Firetime Network digital workshop, Firetime Network socks, and the 2023 journal. And there's even more. Second prize still gets a Firetime Network Network digital workshop. By the way, those go for 1500 bucks. You also get two Yeti Ramblers, Firetime Network socks, and a 2023 Firetime journal. Third place gets 100 bucks cash, Firetime Network socks, and a 2023 Firetime journal. So this challenge is something that we've already seen a bunch of people sign up for it and start to complete because there's actually a couple different challenges that you can even start before the expo. And you can sign up for that by going to itsfiretime.com slash challenge. Okay, so with that said, I want to jump into today's audio article. And this is written by my friend and mentor, Tim Rethlake. It came out in the 
September 2022 edition of the Firetime Magazine, and it's called Develop a Sales Process to Thrive in a Down Economy. And I remember reading this and listening to it when it came out and just thinking, man, this is so on point. But now more than ever, I'm sure it's going to be relevant. So I'm going to jump out of the way. Let's listen to this audio article together, and then I will give you my rapid reaction. Develop a sales process to thrive in the down economy by Tim Rethlake. I'm writing this article in the summertime, so all the HPBA affiliate meetings are in full bloom. I've just finished speaking at several of these events on how the shifting economy will change the sales process for distributors and dealers. The good news is that the vast majority of them will not have to change a single thing about their sales process. The bad news is that's because they don't have a sales process to change. When I showed this image of a basic sales process and asked the audience how many of them use something similar in their businesses, less than 5% of hands went up. For most of the dealers in our industry, onboarding a new sales hire is simply the new person being taught by the old person who was taught by the dead person. It's a this-is-how-I-do-it approach, not a this-is-how-we-do-it approach. The same business owners who ensure there is a process for receiving inventory, scheduling installs and service, collecting receivables, and paying the staff do not have a process for sales, the one thing that makes all those of their processes necessary in the first place. Frankly, that's a little nuts. It's almost like owners make a new sales hire and say, this is what we sell, here's the price, and these are the people who buy it. I know you've sold before, so go get them. Our industry has gotten away with this in recent years due to the tailwinds from COVID. If you could get hearth and patio products in stock, you had no trouble selling them. That's all about to change. Rising mortgage rates are slowing new home construction and putting more pressure on the fireplace incidence rate. COVID variants continue to disrupt supply chain and drive up inflation. Consumers are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're busting loose and spending heavily on travel and less on remodeling. Our tailwinds are shifting to headwinds. If you want to grow your top line, or even maintain last year's revenue, you must shift from reactive order taking to proactive selling. And that can't be done without an established process for how your sales team engages and influences the homeowners and home builders they're working with. I checked with the Firetime magazine, and they don't have the space for the 150 pages it would take to address all the details of implementing a complete sales process from scratch. And I'm sure if you connect with Tim Reed, he may have a suggestion or three about how to get this done. All I can do here is hope to convince you that if you don't currently have a consistent sales process in your business, it will be extremely challenging to grow in 2023. Toward that end, here are 10 questions for you to consider. 1. Do you have a documented onboarding process for new sales hires that includes everything they must know, use, and do to be effective in their role? 2. Do your sales members use consistent and documented sales messaging on how you're tangibly better than your competition in areas your customers care about? Three, do your retail sales members use a consistent process for engaging, listening, quoting, closing, and following up with customers? Four, do you have a quoting process that ensures all sales members would arrive at the same prices based on the situation? Five, Do your builder sales reps have a targeted builder list that ensures the best return on their time? Six, do your builder sales reps know how to effectively engage with the builder not currently buying from you? Seven, 
Do you have a consistent cadence and agenda for team and one-on-one sales meetings? Eight, do your sales reps get up on their feet and practice selling in your sales meetings? Nine, do your sales members leave your sales meetings smarter and energized or dumber and flat? And 10, does your sales leader carefully observe and individually coach each of your sales members? Now, if you answered yes to most of these questions, then congratulations. You have a pretty solid sales foundation, and I apologize for the time you've wasted listening to this article. But if you answered no to most of these questions, then you better get cracking. There's only a brief period of time, probably until the end of this year, before you'll need to shift from a reactive to a proactive sales approach. There are many resources out there to give you good counsel on this. I already gave Tim Reed a plug, so I won't mention him again. The HPBA also has resources in this area if you're a member, and you should be. Check with your manufacturer partners on how they can support your sales team development. At HHT, we have both online and on-site resources to help our trade partners, and I assume other manufacturers do as well. There's an African proverb that says, dig your well before you're thirsty. The well you've been drinking from is about to go dry. The laws of natural business cycles all point to that. Now is the time to sharpen the shovel tips of your sales team and get them digging. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that audio article from Tim Rethlake. My goodness, there is so much there to dive into. You know, normally when I do these rapid reactions, I have a notepad and a pen and I take notes as I listen and as I do my rapid reaction here, I reference my notes. But for this, I I truly have nothing in front of me. I, I wanted this article to just wash over me. And, and even though it's a shorter piece, I mean, it's only five minutes long, I just found myself again and again and again nodding my head and saying, yes, this is what we need. Now, I totally forgot that Tim uh, gave that courteous plug uh, about the sales process I've taught in the article, and, and that's really gracious. But what he's speaking to is so important. I mean, so I guess just just to, to start with, you know, the African proverb that he ended the article with about digging the well before you're thirsty is so true. And man, this is where we are right now. It is time to start digging the well. There's many companies I talk to that are starting to get thirsty. There's others that are still, you know, nice and full from what they've had piled up over the last couple of years. But I'm telling you, it is going to turn. And that doesn't mean that the sky is falling and everything is doom and gloom. But the rampant demand that we've seen, it will taper. And I believe in most parts of the United States, it already has started to taper. And it's time that we make the investment. You know, when Tim talked, you know, at the beginning of the article about this question that he asked at these different HPBA affiliate gatherings, I was at one of them in Austin, Texas, and and no one was able to raise their hand and say that they had a sales process. And when we think about this, I mean, like, that really is crazy. And, and, and you've heard on this show, you know, we've talked so much about, about putting in a sales process. And I truly believe that if you don't have a process in place, salespeople will take the path of least resistance, even if that means not selling anything. And I've actually seen this a lot. Like pretty recently, there's been some businesses that have had some sales struggles. And so, you know, I've come in to, to visit you know, stores and talk with team members and things like that to help them. And what's been made really, really clear is that 
when people come in wanting to buy a product, of course, you know, the team member will jump in and sell them that product. But when it becomes easier to not sell them something and not pursue the opportunity, they don't. And I think it comes down to the fact that there's not a consistent process laid out for them. And when there's no process, there can be no accountability. Because if we haven't laid out, this is what we want and this is how you do it, we can't measure to any kind of a standard. I think that for many companies as well, I think that the chaos of the day-to-day for the business owner or the manager kind of makes them forget about what a big deal this is because the company does technically make sales. But to one of the points that TR brought up, if your team is not actively pursuing new business, playing offense, seeking out new builders, following up on opportunities, I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but it's not sales. And that's the bitter pill to swallow for a lot of our industry is that many companies really don't have salespeople. They have people that can take an order. If someone comes in and, and wants to, you know, demand that they sell them something, but they don't have salespeople who are persuasive and who have been taught to pursue opportunities. And, you know, even, even as I say this, this is this is going to inform the way that we start out this upcoming season of the podcast. This is this is really, really near to my heart right now because I've just seen it at so many levels. You know, when when Tim talked about how it could take, you know, 150 pages to write out everything when it comes to implementing a sales process, there's a lot of truth to that. But the place to start, just like he said, is in onboarding. One of the best decisions that I made, and I totally stumbled upon this, this is probably, you know, I don't know, eight years ago or so, was when I was managing retail stores for Fireside Home Solutions out here in the Pacific Northwest, I put together a step-by-step training guide for new salespeople. And what that was is it was a series of PDFs, about 30 pages worth, and it just outlined the introduction to the company and their first month with us. And the reason that I did it was because I was sick of having to reinvent the training program every time someone was hired. And so finally I took like four or five hours and I put this whole thing on paper, even to the point of like in their first 30 days, we schedule out almost to every half hour what's going on that day. You know, on day one, it's, you know, welcome and introductions and then fill out paperwork and then, you know, tour the showroom and it would just go through different sections. It'd go through learning our sales philosophy, going through our sales process. It would go through how do we manage our email inbox? What does accountability look like on the sales team? All of these things. And while it definitely took some time, what I realized is that it was a superpower because, Every time someone new was hired, we had the training module and I could delegate it to people as we needed to. I could say, hey, can you take day five of training? I'll take days six and seven. What it also allowed me to do was to fine tune it. Every single time it got used, it got better and better and better. And eventually we had this built for some other positions in the company besides sales. But Truly, I I don't think I've seen another company in our industry besides maybe some of the HHT stores out in the Twin Cities, but I haven't seen hardly anybody with a step-by-step training guide for salespeople. And, you know, just like Tim said, like, this is where you start. This is how we start to bring people in and move from this is how I do it to this is how we do it. And, and that's the key in, in, in most companies. I mean, I was kind of chuckling when Tim said, you know, 
often someone is trained by the old guy who is trained by the dead guy. And that training more often than not is, well, this is how I do it. And, and I've been a part of companies with a bunch of salespeople and, and you talk to four different salespeople, you get four different answers on how things are done. And that's not a process. That, that's just chaos that you're hoping doesn't blow up in your face. But by moving from this is how I do it to this is how we do it, well, now we can get better. And now we can actually come together and help each other. And, and, and that's been the biggest thing. Like as I, as I go into work with companies on sales process, often there's resistance. And, and it's almost always from the salespeople that have been doing it for a long time. And, and they say, well, no, I've got my own way. I'm, I'm a natural. I, 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 I do it the way that I want to do it. And I just don't think that works. Like I don't think that we all need to be robots, but we should all have a common process that we use to help a customer go from A to B. And the only way that we can do that is if we move from this is how I do it to this is how we do it. So I I thought there was just a ton to take away here. I mean, honestly, guys, if you have not spent time around Tim Rethlake, I heard a rumor that he is going to be at the trade show in Louisville coming up in just a couple of weeks. And after that, he's retiring. So man, if, if you see him walking around, it would be very, very wise to pull him aside for a few minutes and talk with him because truly, Tim is the most thoughtful salesperson I have ever met. You know, there's there's certain salespeople I've met that like, you know, they're gunslingers. And as far as like a purebred old school salesperson, like there's some really, really incredible people that I've been able to work with and learn from, but no one is more thoughtful than Tim Rethlake. No one can explain the why. And, and that's what's so helpful for me just to have him as a mentor and as I'm able to spend time with him, which isn't as much as I'd like, but as I'm able to spend time with him just to get insight and coaching from someone who really understands the why. So, man, I got a ton out of this article. I hope that you did too. Honestly, anything that Tim Rethlake produces is very thoughtful and uh, and we should absolutely pay attention to it. So that's all we have for today's episode. I'm super excited. We have one more Firetime Magazine rapid reaction episode coming up next week. And then we dive into season 10 of the Firetime podcast, which blows my mind that we've covered that amount of ground. But for now... I want you to go into this week thinking about implementing a sales process. That probably means you need to start with a few hours out of the office to document how do we move customers from A to B? How do we move from this is how I do it to this is how we do it? What are the steps? If you can take a few hours out of the office and do that, your company will be much better for it. So I'll leave you with that. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn. And